And you might think, what if I fall? Well, what if you don't? What if you fly? With so much love and respect, welcome to the Luke Adler Healing Podcast, where we turn pain into power and get down to what really matters, the love we share and the love we grow. This is for those who want to get intimate with life's living edge and use every instance as an opportunity for deepening and connection. To make life a work of art, painted by passion and fueled by a longing for a more beautiful world, ultimately creating space for all that we are. I'm your host, Luke Adler. Let's get it. Well, I'm absolutely thrilled today to be speaking with a dear friend and colleague who I ran into recently in uh, Boise, Idaho at a conference we were both teaching at, Dr. Yvonne Farrell, um, author of two books on the complementary channels, The Eight Extra Vessels, and we're just delighted to be here with you, Yvonne. Thank you for being uh, being with me and talking about some of our favorite our favorite topics. Thanks for having me. I'm very very excited about this new offering. I'm so thrilled that we're going to be able to give this uh, retreat to people in such a profound and deep way. I think it's going to be really 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 special. I do too. I mean, when we first connected on this idea, there was, you know, absolutely electricity around it and, um, and a sense of fun. You know, this is something you and I actually taught together, I think 18 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And in a similar style, we were doing very somatic experiential work. It was very, uh, kind of ritual based and, um, it was, uh, it was an adventure and we learned a lot and collaborated with other colleagues. And, you know, here we are some two decades later and um, we're offering something really specific and nuanced, particularly with the eight extra vessels, the eight extraordinary vessels that I think I'm pretty sure from what I've experienced and what I've seen in the marketplace isn't really, it's not out there. It's not being taught. I don't know that it has been taught, but that's what we want to get into today. We want to talk about, you know, how this training is, is kind of different than what you'll see out there. Um, do you want to jump in Yvonne and just give your sensibility, your feeling around it? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I was actually thinking about this yesterday. I was thinking about how long I've actually been teaching these vessels to other people. And it's, you know, it must be close to 25 years now where I've actually been teaching people the educational part of what the eight extraordinary vessels are, how they work, how to use them clinically, the pathways, the functions, all of that. And in the last three or four years, I think probably mostly associated with the pandemic, um, I've started to also talk about how the best way to have impact clinically is to embody the vessels in a really, really, you know, personal way. So that, you know, when you do a Renmai treatment, you become the Renmai. Mm -hmm. And I've been talking about it for a really long time now. And 
not really uh, providing that experience for students. Um, I certainly model it, you know, I live it, I live these vessels, um, but I haven't really given students an experience of that. So this is the thing I'm looking the most forward to with what we're about to embark on is this idea that if you want to really feel, if you're willing to really feel the power of these vessels, the truth of these vessels, the universal qualities of these vessels, that it is actually a life-changing experience. It's certainly uh, clinically valid. It will help your practice. It will help your patients. But really beyond that, it will uh, help you to become more human. And once we move towards something like that, now we're starting to see the capacity that we all have to build a community where uh, nothing uh, a person experiences um, cannot be rectified through you know, our understanding of these vessels. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I think when when I first learned about them, um, the whole system, the whole complementary vessels system, secondary vessels, and then when I learned the eight extras, I remember going, this is why I came to Chinese medicine school. This is yeah. why. <laughs> it was like an instant yeah. moment of, yes, my whole body, soul was just vibrating. Yeah. Me too. And I recognized it as a as a... I don't know if I think map is a little too trite, but, but, and so is theory. Yeah. But because it's deeper, it's, it's, it's deeper than a, a cognitive understanding. It's more like a description of how nature with a capital N or the universe unfolds through form. Yes. Yeah. And so in some ways I always talk about them as archetypal vessels. And the reason I do that is because the nature of something archetypally is that it is universal. It is expressed not just in humanity, but also in nature and also in the cosmos. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what culture you were raised in, what, what part of the world you were raised in, there, there is a level of truth here that transcends all of that. And... Yeah. And yeah, that's that's the thing, right? So in right. some ways, it is a sort of blueprint for living, mm -hmm. right? It, it is a map in a way, or it is a door into what it means to be fully human in the universe. A An awareness I'm always holding clinically and and really what keeps me wanting to practice is the notion of a person a soul evolving through quote unquote their curriculum or their karma if you want to use a a uh, a word from the vedic tradition and and growing um yeah. as a soul yeah um the the idea of just treating symptoms for me uh, was never attractive in school. And of course, running a business, I've learned to you know, treat symptoms and, you know, kind of 
get, get, get kind of into the relationship by alleviating some suffering at a certain yeah. symptomatic level. But always, always there's an awareness of I, my deepest desire is for people to move along that, that path. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, I mean, acupuncture is so amazing that you can treat suffering. You can treat the physical symptoms. You can treat emotional distress and people will feel better, but it is growth that helps them to stay better. Yeah. Right. And so it's not enough to ease the suffering. Sometimes in a moment, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But the hope is when you ease the suffering that people will have access to the resources to continue to grow. Right. So they don't find themselves back in this same position all over again. Beautifully said. I think as a clinician, we all, all of us out here practicing, we all, we all have had that experience or have it regularly where, you know, we're, we're helping someone along, we're alleviating some symptoms. And then there's this sense, there's this feeling there, you know, the patient's confronting a, a deeper piece of their healing. Yes. And if we, if, if we get bogged down in chasing the symptoms and then kind of either consciously or unconsciously don't address the kind of deeper question that's being asked or the deeper inquiry that's being, you know, being invited to look at, then there is a frustration that can arise. I think as the clinician and as the patient, like, and you can get into some weird kind of allopathic modeling, like I'm not getting better and what's, what's wrong. And well, you're not taking your herbs or, you know, um, yeah you know, what's, what's the thing you're not doing. But, but I think for me, what's so powerful about the eight extraordinary vessels is the, the, the inquiry is really in that realm of how those vessels unfold. Yes. Yes. Because it's really about who are you as a human being and why are you here? Yeah. You know, you, you don't get that out of the stomach channel or the heart channel or the, you know, bladder low, you know, it doesn't happen. Your curriculum is gifted to you by your parents and by the heavenly mandate through these eight extraordinary vessels, Mm. right? And so that's, you know, everything else is how do I stay alive? Yeah. Right? So clear. So clear. Yeah. Everything else is how do I stay alive? How do I get from one day to the next? How do I not die? How do I wake up in the morning and say, oh, I did my job. I'm alive. I'm good to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But growth from birth to death through the seven and eight year cycles of being comes mm. through these eight extraordinary vessels. And so it's great to stay alive. Yeah. But it's not enough. That's not why we're here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's it's so. Um, I mean, just talking about it, it's so uh, energizing that within the core of our tradition, there is a, a framework. Yes. And you talked about earlier, you know, in your in your long career of teaching, that you know you've taught the the technical aspects of the secondary vessels, and certainly, you know, as as your student. Um, you know, nearly 20 years ago, the, when you taught the eight extra vessels, when you taught anything, but when you taught them, 
I could certainly feel you transmitting the essence of yes. each vessel, right? That that came through as a as an experience for me. Yeah. And so I think what's what the distinction we want to make from this course is of course there'll be some templating off of what you and I are presenting, but I've always found, and partly where my, my work has shifted a lot in the last 10 years, when a patient, client, person discovers discovers the truth for themselves without yeah. me, uh, yeah. you know, giving them the answer or, you know, giving them my hit or whatever it is, then they own it forever. Yes. And I think that's what was so exciting about this, this idea we've had is that if we, if we create an environment, a container that gives people the safety and the care and the, the nuance for them to experience each vessel. Yeah. Which means they're going to be invited to look within themselves, to feel the vessel within themselves, so to speak. Then it can never be taken away. Right. It's not something they're going to have to come to us and go, well, Luke, what, how did that work again? And which point do I use? And well, this point didn't work. How about this? It's, and what we're saying is the vessels do not work that way. They do not work, they that, do not way. work that way. Yeah. And that's, I mean, we know that for a fact because right. historically these eight extraordinary vessels weren't even treated medically. There were no master points. There were no ways physically for a physician to access these vessels in order to help someone heal. Hmm. They were accessed through cultivation. Yeah. Right. That's how they were used initially. So the blueprint for that is already there. Now, it's great that we can access them as physicians because we can help people to work through whatever they have to work through to heal and to grow and to move forward. But that is a little modality that serves a patient um, that could be improved if the practitioner has embodied the vessel personally. Right. Yeah, and it's in a certain way we're we're inviting we're inviting folks to step into a more conscious relationship yeah. with the extraordinary vessels. And for a lot of people, I mean really for most people, you're going to find that you already have a relationship with these archetypes. Yes, you can't be alive if you don't have a relationship to them. Right. <laughs> right right they're the yes. things that keep you going from birth to death so of yes. course you have a relationship but for many people that relationship is one of two things it's either unconscious mm-hmm. or it's adversarial there you go right and we want to bring it into consciousness and remove the resistance that's right that's right it's it's the way I think of it is a more, we're inviting people to, to gain a more skillful relationship with their curriculum. Yes. You know, and, and to be in direct relationship with it as opposed to an unconscious or a passive relationship or kind of yes. a, uh, you know, a muddled, slightly confusing relationship. It's like, no, no, no. There's a very clear way all this unfolds. Yes. And and it does intersect with the mis- with the mystery, you know, with the unknown. Yes. Yes. And of course, that's why I remember um, in a course I took with Jeffrey years ago, he said, uh, the eight extras aren't for everyone. <laughs> and I was like, 
when he said that, I knew exactly what he meant because yeah, they are intense. At that point, I think I was in my early thirties. Um, it was, it, it, there was an intensity that I had already experienced clinically. Like I, at that point I was like, I can't really hold space for the yin way. Yeah. Like needling that point, needling the opening point and holding space for someone to feel deeply into the interior of their heart of hearts. Some days I can do it. Yeah. And some days I can't. And you know, to this day, I still have days where I'm like, I think this has run my day. Like I just, I can't yeah. help for do my, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. But if you can transmit or hold that space for the Ren Mai, you're going to impact the Du Mai. Yeah. And the Chang Mai. Beautiful. And the Dai Mai. So right. whatever aspect of it you can embody, it's just how you're going to transmit the system on that day. Right. Right. right? I, I think that that's such a that's such a relief to just state like <laughs> that this this is not a task of perfection and like mm -hmm. you know kind of a militaristic siphoning up of your chi to you know direct it in a particular way it's just what what's there in that moment is you know what yeah. what you're offering yeah yeah and you know students will tell me all the time you know i keep doing the same vessel right. over and over, over and over, and over. again yeah. great good job <laughs> great right yeah. People yeah. are getting better, right? Yes. <laughs> but why are they getting better all with the same vessel? Because <laughs> that's the one you can transmit. That's right. And and so we're we we're at we're 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 at kind of a deeper level of physiology or energetic physiology where we're not kind of looking at indications and symptoms and like pushing buttons or you know, shunting lows or you know, yeah. diverging the chi in a certain way. We're saying, no, no, no. Let's hold space at the very deepest level in a particular energetic, you know, vibratory tone and know that that is going to impact health in a certain, in a certain yeah. positive direction. Yeah. Yeah. And the beauty of doing that with the eight extras is once you have some more conscious relationship to each of those vessels, then you affect everything else because they're the foundation of everything else. Mm -hmm. So if even if you don't do an eight extra treatment, once right. you have a relationship to the eight extras, then you do a low treatment or you do a divergent treatment or you do a Zong Fu treatment. Mm -hmm. That treatment is going to have in its foundation your relationship to the eight extras. Right. That deeper energetic context, yeah. right? Yeah. So it changes everything. Yeah, beautifully stated. So there's some there's some wonderful, um, you know, you're you're one of these, you know, teachers who have been teaching the channels for a long time and articulating the different trajectories and, um, you know, one of the things I loved about learning them from you is that even 20 years ago your teaching was about embodiment yeah and you weren't so concerned with like luke needle it you know needle it this way in this order with this ritual um which would have been fine but you you've always taught this way of um you know certainly you give certain parameters when it comes to acupuncture but uh 
not not in a kind of um, orthodox sense of like this is the method, and yeah. not necessarily that you've made that wrong, but um, no. right, right. But you've you've always allowed there, you've always emphasized more of an embodied approach around it. When I look at when I look at what's out there on the marketplace, because I've studied with Jeffrey for a long time, and you know one of the things I love about Jeffrey and people will knock him for this is that he takes the deep principles of Chinese medicine. And he applies them to anything. Yes. And so because he teaches oils, because he teaches stones, or because he teaches palmistry or whatever, people are like, that's not Chinese medicine. That's not the classics. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. if that's how you're thinking about Chinese medicine, you've lost, you have, you're not necessarily in touch with the heart of what the energetics are about. Yeah. Because to me, Jeffrey's an innovator. He's just saying, no, no, you can apply this to anything. You can apply this to, to baseball. You know, you can apply this yeah. to like furniture in your room you know like whatever yes. it's, it's not yes. right yeah yeah and i think for me and i probably learned it from jeffrey too that um the reason i try to teach that way and will also tell people look if technique interests you then you go and study with somebody who does technique that's great you know some people need the structure some people need the support but the truth is is the most powerful tool an acupuncturist has is not their needle it's their intent that's it right and yeah. so we use the ritual of needling the technique to inform intent not the other way around right right yeah the technique doesn't create intent it just makes it easier for some people to have a structure so that they can access their intent. There you go. It's like you're building from from cognition. You're building from cognition or the kind of surface of being back in yes. depth. Yes. And of course, you know, what resonated with me, like why I came to Emperor's College is there there was an energetic draw. I mean, that whole class yes. of students for those three years were all drawn in you know, from this powerful intent that that some of the administrators and students had to attract these healers that were going to, you know, relate from their their own deep depth. It was a magical time. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was such a special era, and then it ended. And you know, we as things happen in in education, things change, and um, but that that spirit, of course, is very strong and lives on, and um. When I think of think of the the beauty of learning from the mind, you know, from the the surface of the mind into depth, is that you eventually will touch depth, in part because you'll study the trajectories and you'll study the variations and the nuances of ritual. And what will start to kick in eventually is you you'll start to feel it over time. Yes. But I think what what. What really happens, I mean, I guess from my experience, but, you know, working with lots and lots of people, as we all do out here in this world, um, as providers, life comes and kicks you in the teeth. <laughs> it's your ass. Yeah. And, or both. <laughs> yeah, both. I mean, I remember right after school, it was like all of my friends were going through crisis. You know, all of my, like, yeah. I was like, what the hell? Like we had this like incubation, you know, for four plus years at Emperor's and then like, the week after the boards, it's like everyone's hitting their karma, their lessons are coming and, and, um, 
you know, certainly they came for me and all the idealism I had coming out of school, um, you know, I was quickly uh, brought down to earth around, um, yeah. you know, painful experiences. And it's only through going through many, many of those. And th- what I found is, oh, they just persist. That, that's what life yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, they don't go away. They don't go away. And, and the no. whole task is to get, you know, better at navigating them. Yeah. And that that truly is the ultimate curriculum for, um, you know, being a great clinician healer is that we're embracing our own pain. And, yeah. um, and then here we have this incredibly elegant system that allows us to, to be less confused and more aligned with, with that journey. That's right. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly what it does. Yeah. Right. And, and I don't know that you could even say that that makes life easier. Right. But what I think it does is it makes life more uh, purposeful. Yeah. Yeah. Rich, meaningful. I'd rather have that than easy. Poignant. Yeah. I mean, easy is like, well, let's be on the, the numb or the damp phlegm train. Yeah. And, you know, buffer the intensity of the pain by, you know, putting, putting a variation of morphine or marijuana or whatever it is we do to not feel, which is fine. We don't make it wrong, but there, there's, you know, if in a certain sense, the, the deep purpose of life is to grow, is to heal, um, to learn, then, you know, the the more directly we we are in relationship with that essence, then. You know, there, there is a sense of, ah, even if it hurts very badly, I know this is good. I'm in the right place. I'm doing my work. Yeah. yeah. And I would take it even a step further that that personal work is so, so important. But even that's not the end because mm-hmm. what needs to happen now in the world is community. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's very hard to build community if you have no sense of who you are and why you're here. And that's one of our, I mean, that is one of our core intentions in this course is to um, support deep community. Yes. I've found that one of the secrets, and it's funny that it's a secret uh, to me and to, I think, growing up in the United States, is that community is this incredible um, accelerator around our around our growth and our healing and our, yeah. and our leadership because we're, we're, being held and there's a reflective quality to that. And so, you know, we're, what we're, and I want to highlight this a bit because I, I, my experience, I don't know if you do Yvonne, is that we practice kind of in this siloed way. It's like we've adapted more of an allopathic model where we're kind of like, we're, we're colleagues and we're professionals and we actually don't share deeply with each other as a, as a, uh, as a group We'll share clinically, but we're kind of like a little bit in the good old boys club around like, hey, can I, you know, am I going to share this this depth with you about my own personal experience? Of course, if yeah. we're friends, we'll do that. But as a as a group, um, acupuncturists, and I throw like naturopaths in there and maybe even some chiropractors that are more along the energetic line, there isn't a willingness to share what's happening deep inside 
And um, we're kind of, to me, that's a very allopathic model. Like, like MDs or Western providers are very, you know, they have like a, a lot of distance between them and their patients and even each other. Yeah. Yeah. And they're trained to maintain that distance at right. all costs. Right. But wouldn't remember- it be nice to know that somebody else has suffered and worked their way through it? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's it's aggravating actually to me that there's a I don't know if it's pretentiousness or just um just Protection. the culture. Yeah, protectiveness to not yeah not share to kind of have this presentation like everything's fine. And I think as yeah. clinicians who see lots of patients, we know like, you know, I always tell the the story of a patient comes in, tells us their deepest, darkest secret. The next patient, deepest, darkest secret, next patient, et cetera. And of course, it's all the same secret. Everyone's telling telling us about their pain. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've privatized this universal experience and it's this illusion we want to break apart and say, hey, hey, everyone's hurting. And if you're not hurting, then it's likely you're not in touch, in touch with it. You know, yeah. it doesn't mean you're having a really difficult time, but there's always something there to feel and to be kind of a two. Yeah. Yeah, and I also think that, you know, vulnerability and transparency do not preclude good boundaries. Right. You can have good, healthy boundaries with your patients, with your family, with your friends, and still be open, still be transparent, still be vulnerable. Those things are all possible. Yeah, maybe it takes a little effort and some practice, but they're all possible. Yeah, implicit in what you're saying is that there there's a certain safety, respect, and regard that vulnerability and transparency actually reveal some of our deepest strengths and yes. kind of nuanced attunement to what's present. And when we when we withhold that, we actually don't get to share and experience other people's gifts. And so we're we're saying, wait a second, there's so much to offer. Let's open that up. And to do that, the space needs to be held in a particular way. And I think that's really at the heart of why you and I are doing this is we want to offer what we offer to our patients every day, but to each other. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And I think Brighton Bush, the retreat center is part of that, right? It is a, a magnificently safe place to do something like that. It's surrounded by nature. It's, peaceful you know yeah absolutely gorgeous some of the most beautiful hot springs i've ever seen the food is very good and the accommodations are they're all brand new they've just rebuilt the place and uh they're lovely and we'll will be in this beautiful yurt right along the river near this set of hot springs these four hot springs there's i think four five six seven eight maybe eight uh pools total and there's a sauna there's gorgeous sauna where the the spring's really hot and it just comes up through this kind of wooden house um so it's it's an incredibly beautiful place it's right at the base of mount jefferson which is a ten thousand foot peak one of the big peaks here in oregon so i mean when was the last time you did a ceu and you're on retreat right like like, like conference buildings or like classrooms yeah 
And uh, I think that's part of it. Is we wanted to design this where you're going to come and get CEUs, but you're going to relax and connect and you're going to heal yourself and learn a ton that you can immediately bring into the clinic. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be awesome. Um, let's see. Anything else you want to you wanna jump in with, Yvonne, before we close? I think I think really just to sort of recap that idea that that we're talking about something that is um, much less intellectual and much more experiential, um, which in some cases might take uh, a little bit of bravery, mm. um, and that's another reason why we're working really hard to create such a beautiful and safe space. Yeah, but. It is, um, I think it's, it will be the turning point in your clinical use of those vessels. Right. That's what I think. I think you can learn it all intellectually as much as you want. You can get really good at it, but until you can step into those archetypes, um, you don't know the true power of these vessels. Yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful invitation. I think that um, I'm excited for community. I'm excited to be together, certainly to hang out with you and and uh, people that have registered and, and uh, people that are thinking about it just to connect in a deeper way. I was heartened when we were teaching together in uh, Boise recently by the longing and the intelligence and professionalism of working with these providers. And um, for most of my career, I've worked with, you know, with, I'd, I guess you'd say the general public in my teaching. And uh, so exciting to feel the the hunger and the longing that people have to really embody a deeper spirit of the medicine and this hunger that they have to connect with other providers. You know, we're actually yeah. all out there living the same lifestyle. Yeah. And for a large, to a large extent, we're not, you know, we have to create so much support for ourselves because the profession isn't as developed as some of these other professions that have lots of money and lobbyists and, you know, can, can get these higher reimbursements. And I, that's one of my visions is that through this work, that there's a much deeper connection, not just with those of us who do this retreat, but a spirit that, brings us all together because I, I do believe that we are doing some of the deepest healing work on the planet and that our commitment is so high. Those of us out there practicing, you know, um, regularly. So, um, I, I'm excited to support that and to be a part of it and, um, to meet some new folks. And, um, I don't think anyone needs to be intimidated about it. It's, it's, it's something that's already vibrating, vibrating through your system. And you're just going to get, um, that's going to get deeper and more nuanced. And you're going to find these, all these other incredible gifts that want to stream forward from, from learning to embody the, the vessel. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Yvonne, thank you so much for making time to record this. And um, those of you out there, you can go to Luke, adlerhealing.com slash CEUs 
and check out our uh, our website for the course, Heart of the Eight Extraordinary Vessels. And at the bottom, you can click register and that'll take you to Brighton Bush's website. They're handling all the registration. There's just one flat fee. That fee includes the CEU cost. It includes your accommodations and it includes food. So um, it's just all one price and you can choose whether you want your own room or you want to share a room with others. Brighton Bush will assign you someone of your same gender. Um, if you want that, um, of course, you can choose your own room. They have you know, gluten-free, dairy-free options. So everything is handled. Everything's accommodated. All you have to do is get to Oregon, you can fly into Portland, and we can set you up with some carpooling stuff if needed. But feel free to um, email me, lukeadler108 at aol.com. I'm happy to answer questions and um, get on the phone if needed. I've talked to a few people already, and we are so looking forward to hanging out with you so yeah can't wait i'm so excited so 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 much love out there and we will see you soon thanks